Jasmina, it is 30 degrees outside. Why are you wearing a scarf? I'm getting into the spirit. Hey Siri, play the Besties podcast. Now playing season two of the Besties on Spotify. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Besties podcast. You're here with Tori and Jazz. And we are back for another episode. We have just watched the preseason practice match, the unofficial one versus Geelong. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna quickly do a little weekly recap, like we do every week. Well, we did every week last year. Um, Jazz, how has your past week been? Um, my week's been good. I am currently home by myself which is so good just like having freedom and everything is like fun and just like my friends constantly coming over my boyfriend constantly coming over like it's kind of bright house vibes don't tell my parents that but it's clean the house is clean I'm really really um anal like that I have been like cleaning everything a hundred times over every day I was going to say Tony and Stella will be listening to this and they would know this. I'm not very great at like picking up my weight around the house (laughs) week to week. But if Mm. mum and dad go away, the house stays spotless the entire time, the entire time. It's crazy. When they're away, I have like this, oh, I have to keep it clean. But when they're here, it's just like, oh, I'll get to it. They're going to yell at me. (laughs) I'm the same. I'm literally exactly the same. My mum said the other day before she left, she goes, Look, I'm a little bit worried about leaving you at home. Like the house is going to become a pigsty. And then I was on FaceTime with her this morning and she's like, oh, my God, it's so clean. I'm like, like, do you think I am a feral person? Oh, good. What about um, you, Tori? My past week has just been hectically busy. Um, From the last episode we recorded – I'm trying to even think when we did that, whatever it was. Um, I literally have been working. So I work at a gym for those who don't know, but working Monday to Friday to 10 p.m. every day. And I am just in a sense exhausted. Like it's not a problem because I probably wouldn't be going to bed until like 11, 11.30 anyway. But because I get home at 10 like I haven't seen like dad works through the day. So like dad gets up and leaves before I probably get up for the day. And like I leave before he gets back. So like I have like an hour or half an hour spare when I get home that I just want to sit and chat with them and then go do what I have to do. So it's been a bit hectic with that. Besties has been crazy. Just a lot of editing, a lot of graphics, a lot of organizing for the season um, that we've been doing. So I feel like editing the podcast and all that stuff. It's just getting back into the swing of things and trying to find a good schedule. But other than that, um, I'm going to Taylor Swift on the weekend. So by the time you're listening to this, I would have already been in Gorn. So yeah. I'm trying to get prepared for that because it's in. I'm in Wollongong. Obviously, the concert's in Sydney, so I'm going to stay with my sister um, and do that. So I'm away from home for a few days, but I'm literally working six days concert on Sunday then working five days after that and then I have another concert next Saturday so I'm just I'm going through it at the moment I am going through it 
I actually just realized how early we're recording this episode because by the time this comes out, my parents will in fact be back. Yeah, we had to, because of our busy schedules, today is actually the only day we have gotten to record. Um, So there might be lots that happens in the next, well, there's one, two, it's Friday, the 23rd today that we're recording. This episode will come out on the 28th. So a lot can happen in that amount of days. Um, So if we miss anything, we apologize, but we literally had no other time. Um, Our recording will be more frequent once we get into the season, of course. Yeah. It has just been hectic over here, um, trying to get into things and get things done. I think for us, um, it's gone from managing and creating content with four people to for one club to managing and creating content across five clubs at the moment with roughly. 10 people 10 people yeah and we haven't even gotten to the stuff where we have a few people helping us behind the scenes with some other things that you'll see very soon we haven't even gotten to the point of having to get them involved in what they're doing that won't happen till after round one that it's like okay we've gotten the girls for the bestie stuff kind of getting in the groove of thing we're going to have a meeting with them prior to the season starting to get things all laid out of how we run things at the besties to make sure that it's all coming across the way that we like it to come across, I guess. But, yeah, it's just – it's been literally hectic. Literally. I think we've been trying to find um, that middle ground between boss and friends as well because we're oh, friends yeah. all these girls at the moment that we've recruited so far. Like, we're all friends with them. So, finding that balance between, oh, like, I kind of need a low-key tell you you can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we're great. We are very lucky. We had Terry. Shout out to Terry. Yeah. When we first started to kind of be like, okay, you need proper social media conduct. And like, I obviously have just done a whole degree in it. So it's it's a bit different in that sense. But it's like, you can't be fighting people on Twitter, girls. And we're just like, okay, we'll just stop. So well, you might. It's not- okay. It's okay. We'll stop. So we we don't fight people on Twitter anymore. Um, no, we don't. But it's just the little things that you don't think of like in the moment when you're making things or yeah. um, obviously we get to interact with the players when we do wanderings and finding the right time to interact and making sure that the media teams are happy and we've been um, outsourcing clubs and making sure that we're getting to places at the right times to get the content um, by talking to the media teams. And it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that it looks like we just rock up to a training and shove a mic in a player's face, but there's so much that goes on and so much planning that – it's not just us going to Carlton and waiting for an open training. It's us contacting all these clubs to try and get places and taking time off work or literally jazz works in the morning. I work at night. We have like an hour span sometimes in the middle of the day where we can talk. If not, it's just like constant text messaging all day. So the besties don't really sleep. We are full-time besties, part-time workers at this stage. It's so bad, but like good. <laughs> I'm a I'm a grump. I'm such a grump when I don't sleep well. Yeah. Like I don't have a good sleep. I'm such a prick. Like genuinely, I'm so grumpy and sour and blunt. And I'm not usually like that. Oh, are you agreeing? 
I was going to say, you know, when Jasmina, you know, when if Jasmina's snapping at you, it's probably means she hasn't had a good sleep. So I just, I let her go. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're the same. Oh, yeah. If I'm like busy and like mm. I have been at work all day, I come home and I'm so calling out my sister for this. I had to yell at her while I was on the phone to Jazz the other day. But I come home from work, my sister's visiting. I'm talking to Jazz on the phone and my sister's trying to give us advice or a question or uh, I think we were looking for a caption and she's, I'm talking to Jazz, I've got my sister yelling in my ear and I just snapped yeah. and I started snapping at Jazz. I'm just like, I'm tired, I'm stressed, just let me get this video out before I cry. Like I had to go sit outside and cool off. I was stressed. <laughs> I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Tori, if you're going to yell at me like that, call me back later. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm just tired. It's fine. <laughs> We just learn. We just get through it. You yell at me two seconds later, we'll be right. Just need time to – sometimes you just have to release a little bit of anger mm. to mm. be able to get things out in the right way. <laughs> no, but not only that, I think uh, – not to use it as an excuse, but you've got two European girls, like Duke girls running a podcast thing together with like highly strong like personalities and opinions – we both like things a certain way and a lot yeah. of the time we agree but when we both don't agree it can be very um colorful you know what i think we've been really good lately of like finding common ground last year this time not so much i think it was so new last time that we didn't like we hadn't fully established our brand our aesthetic um and we really hadn't we spent that much life. time together really no this not time last not year. like in person, no. 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 Where now is like I've spent numerous days with you 24-7 that we know each other, we know how to work, and we've spent a whole year creating what we've done um, to get here. But we will move on because we could talk about this all day and I don't really think <laughs> – oh, yeah. I was just going to say the moral of the story is you have to have a little bit of rain before you can have the flowers and not everything is going to be perfect straight away. So basically don't give up on your dreams, guys. In that, and I will get to it, I just want to say if you ever hear us being like, yes, it's we film obviously over the internet on a video call. So if we like randomly stop during an episode, it's because Jasmina or myself has put our hand up to say the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> I feel like I need to clarify that because usually I'll just try and edit it out, but I'd rather not. So if I just go, yes, it's usually I'm just answering Jasmina with her hand up. Um, But with that, this also goes for Carlton in a sense of you have to, you're going to have your rocky starts. You're going to have a not great game. You're going to have some people who aren't in perfect form in a practice match on a 38-degree day with some wind. Okay? It happens. I'm just putting that disclaimer out. The sunshine and rainbows is coming, if anything, last year taught us that you've got to go through some bad times. Or, to be honest, the past, like, 10 years has taught us. You've got to go through some bad times to get the sunshine and the rainbows and the happy, happy times. Okay? Just hold on, guys. We've... This is going to be a great year and I don't want any negativity because I will scream it from the rooftop that positivity changes everything. What a wonderful transition into talking about the game. I think we (laughs) should get into it a little bit. Let's talk about what we saw. I couldn't watch it in full. I had to come back home and 
watch what I could because I was at work while the game was being played because for some reason they decided to do it at 11.30 on a Thursday <laughs> instead of maybe perhaps an evening where – For an afternoon. Yeah. But... Which is fine for me because I started work at 2, so I missed the second half of the last quarter. Um, not that it really mattered. I saw what I had to see. Um, there was plenty of match reports and things going around anyway that you can look at. Jump on Twitter and I'm sure everybody will give you their thoughts Ugh. on the game. Don't <laughs> jump on Twitter. Go and listen. No, <laughs> sarcasm in my voice, Jasmina. Please don't get on Twitter. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, in the first second of the game, essentially, Harry Mackay going for a shot at a goal. Straight off the bat, a drop punt. Now, it wasn't the nicest looking kick. I think he was kicking <laughs> into the wind, to my knowledge. It didn't make the distance, but the players were set up perfectly. I think it was Tom, Charlie, Motts. There might have been someone else. I might have gotten that wrong. I really don't remember who was standing there. But it somehow got out the back and Motts kicked it through for a goal. It was a goal. I, uh, he might have been setting it up at the square. You don't know. That's what the smalls have to do. That's literally. Charlie's done it plenty of times throughout the season where he's stood at the back and waits for it if it needs to. So it didn't make the distance. That's fine. He then backs it up on the other side um, about, I think it was 40 out, drop punt on the left side, right side, on his opposite side to where he snaps. Kicks this beautiful drop punt. And I fell to the – I was on the phone – had FaceTime, Brando on FaceTime, had dad sitting next to me and I've just fallen and just gone, that's everything I've needed today and I'm good. Like anything else happens, it's fine. Harry's kicking drop punts and he kicked another one as well. So, oh, he also hit the post, but irrelevant. Amazing. He was like marking everything too. It was just Harry was everywhere. I would rather Harry be kicking it into the post than kicking it on the full. And I'd rather him trusting himself with a drop punt than trying to go a snap. Like, I just think it's great opportunity for him to, like, grow and really practice the skills he's been working so hard on that we have seen all over social media, how hard he's working on his goal kicking, allowing him to have that space in this practice match to actually put that stuff in play is great for him, especially against an opposition because Tori and I were talking about this today. There's only so much you can learn and train against your own team because you all know each other so well. It almost gets to the point eventually where you can read what the other's going to do. And really, Jacob, if it's obviously injured, but if it was Jacob Weedering against Harry Mackay or Charlie Curnow, they one of the best defenders we have and your best forward you have, you're expecting them to have a one-on-one solid contest every time that no one's actually getting a difference in like who you're versing because you want your whole team to be at the top of their game, essentially. So in a practice game where you get to verse someone, you wouldn't really get to verse day-to-day at the training when you're practicing. And Harry said it himself on the Ben and Harry podcast this week that um, the first practice match, so this one that's not an official one, they use it just to literally do what they've been practicing and put it to an actual test in that sense. So um, he's been practicing his drop punts. He primarily drop punted the whole game and it has paid off clearly because he's kicking them well and he kicks a beautiful drop punt. He did plenty around the ground. Harry in the ruck, interesting. 
don't yeah. mind it surprisingly. Um, but it's just it's it's stuff that they get to test out. Testing Harry. He was in he was at set of bounce one of the times. I was like, oh, Harry, it's a new thing about Harry and the Rock. I don't know if you feel the same way. It gives me that little bit of Jack Silvani in the Rock, and I tell you why. Harry's really quick on his feet, extremely quick on his feet considering his size, and it's a bit like Jack's not quick, but Jack's quite agile. Mm. And quite smart in his plays and the way he carries obviously taller, but he has that um, movement about him. And I find forward half rucking, I know Harry, again, has said it before, that he likes the way that Tom Hawkins does it in the forward half and the amount of goals that he can convert from being the ruck um, down the front. So it's nice to see him doing that. And I think, like, Pitto was playing. I think it was nice just to see a change. And having like testing, they're testing their options. And that's what yesterday was. We lost. Yes, it's not the end of the world. A couple bad goal kicks, whatever. It's okay. It's not the be all and end all. Next week, you can probably critique it a little bit more because it's a proper preseason match, yeah. essentially. Um, just quickly in regards to losing the match sim, just a little stat that I found out from my auntie yesterday at dinner. She's a Collingwood supporter. I'm pretty sure the last three years, Collingwood have lost every single practice match that they've played and they just won the grand final. That is how much practice matches don't matter. So if we can just turn it down a little bit. There were some angry people. Yeah. Angry. I saw things about people at the ground being like angry, like yelling at the players. It's not that deep. You're there to watch. It's like a training session. Just versing another club, essentially. I love this club. I love the supporters. I love the passion. But sometimes we are so dramatic. And I'm uh I am one of those people that's dramatic, but I'm dramatic behind closed doors. To yeah, my like group. to my my private messages. I get yeah, like does mean dramatic. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I vent in there. I don't understand how people genuinely take to the internet or like even in person like that. I don't Sit pr- there and just yell hate yeah. the entire game. I've yeah. sat at games with Jazz last year and I had a man next to me the entire game. It actually might have been the Richmond round one and like fair game. It was a terrible, it was a scrappy game. But like the whole game and I was just like, can you? I don't want to sit next to someone like that. It's just it's rude and it's annoying and you're at the very top of the MCG. No one can hear you but me, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we, as a as a fan base, we have given ourselves a really terrible name with our behaviour last year, and I want to see that change. You can't do anything without them bringing up. That one person who yelled at the boys walking down the race. Like, no, literally. How does that reflect on anyone else but that one person? Obviously, we all went through a frustrating period where we lost how many games in a row? And yes, it was frustrating. And yes, we all wanted them to do better. And really, they came out and showed that. And we got to a prelim. So jam that wherever you want to put it. But just hold it in. It's actually cost zero dollars. (laughs) <laughs> to just like not be rude, crazy, actually yeah, it's wild. Free. It's free. It's actually free. I've got a question I want to put towards you. How did it feel to be able to watch 
your favorite player actually play in the match team and like do well. Did you enjoy that? Obviously. <laughs> I feel like mine, was- mine apparently mine has the flu. <laughs> so, you know, he gets to an entire preseason for the first time in like four years and he's he can't play the sim because he's got the flu. Like be serious. Be for real. He'll be he'll be right for next week though, surely. Yes, and this is what I want to talk about quickly with Marchi. I think it's really important that he gets that that pracky match under his belt next week, not only for himself but for the entire team structure. I think we need to actually see who fits that weedering spot now because yeah. I was able to talk to my um, good friends, Terry, Paul and Pom, and basically – we have a little bit of confusion about who fills that weedering spot. Now, this kind of feedback came from everywhere on the internet. I had a lot of people slandering Mr. Brody Kemp yesterday mm. on Thursday. I understand he was rusty and probably made a lot of mistakes. Well, from what I understand, he made a lot of mistakes. From what I saw, he made a lot of mistakes. But mistakes is what they are, essentially. It's a little yeah. bit of a skill error. It's something that is so fixable. It was a hot day, bro. You, if you think of – I can't think properly on a hot day. And I'm not a professional athlete running around in it. I don't run. I don't run either. Exactly. Imagine having to think and run in 38-degree heat. I would yeah. like to sit in the air con, respectfully. I think I'd, I'd pass out. I Yeah. No, it wouldn't be good. And so, not, that, not that it's an excuse, but a skill error no. is a skill error and it's not something that's like Brody Kemp's out of form, he's going to have a terrible season, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's not what happened. But that is the route so many people are taking online. And you know yeah. what? That's the route you want to take. That's fine. Take that route. I don't want to see you tweeting about him positively when he's winning games for us with his sticky fingers, okay? Don't want to hear everything. Where were you? Where were you? I see everything. I see everything. I see everything in regards to Charlie Kernow, Brody Camp, Caleb Marchbank. I'm watching all of you. I'm watching all of you. Like me with Harry. Yeah. Don't. Don't praise him for kicking some goals and then when he misses one, you flip the switch again because that's not being a supporter no. at all. You're there to support. You're there to watch your team do well. Critiquing is fine and obviously there's going to be frustrations. But just think for five seconds before you post something, you can go online and be like, oh, Harry didn't play that well or this person didn't play like Brody didn't play that well today. But it's good to see different parts of the game of where we're at in the structure. They're testing a new defensive structure. There's no weeders being there. We were missing some very key players. It's something that they were doing lots of rotations. Again, it was a very hot day. Nothing was consistent really the whole match. I think you can't go online and being like, oh, he like is so bad, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see him in the best 22. No. Just no, I can't. I actually can't deal with it. And that's like I just don't click on Twitter anymore because I can't. I can't see it. Yeah. 
officially like I loved Twitter. I had so much fun on there, but it is literally the worst platform. Yeah. Like just being killed. Like the negativity from not only Carlton supporters but like opposition fans. It is emotionally draining to be on that app. That's why I tweet what I want to tweet. I tweet a funny and then I leave. But that's besides the point right now. Yeah. Back into footy. We have a defensive hole in our structure. Yeah. Without what is there. So they are going to be trying anything in the next two. So that game and the next game to try and work out what what they see best fit to fill that hole. That is Jacob Weirdering. Which, which may I only be actually for a think. couple of games. I, in my opinion, the Jacob Weedering hole is shaped like Jacob Weedering and you can't fit any other player into that hole. Like genuinely, there is we don't have another player on the list that is able to do what that man does. So we need to understand that our defensive structure may not be exactly where we want it to be in the first couple of rounds of the season. It is what it is. However... Next week, it is so important that we get a game into Caleb because from what I understand, Lewis Young and Brody Kemp are probably not the answer to fill that hole. Mm. But the issue is Caleb is also not a lockdown defender. He's an intercept defender. So can he play a lockdown role? We don't know. He hasn't played a lockdown role in a very long time. So this is what I'm saying. Practice matches are so important for this kind of stuff. For us not to about final score. Yeah, no, it's not. Not at all. And so if we can get a game into Caleb next week yeah, and see if he can play that lockdown role, because like I said, we've never seen him do it because he's never had to do it. And when we have needed a lockdown defender, he hasn't been available to even give it a go. So it's a big thing next week for our defensive structure. There are a few other players I want to touch on that I noticed were quite good in the bits that I did watch of the game. Um, George Hewitt is back to his stunning form. He looks great um, in and under contest. Great, amazing, love it. Ollie Hollands, also insane. Runs for days in 38-degree heat. Hello. Yeah, I amazing, Ollie, and I want to touch on – Right now, Elijah as well playing a very yeah. good game. And I think it's also – it's fun to see that Ollie's not like – I feel like there's going to be a little bit of brotherly competition in a way, in a good way. But like Ollie's still playing his role in the sense of not letting his brother kind of steal the spotlight. Ollie's like, I'm yeah. still the Holland that was here first <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, and I love that. And I love a little bit of like um, sibling – chemistry on the field I just yeah it there was a couple plays where I was like it's giving a bit of Ed and Charlie and I'm I'm all here for it Ed and Charlie they are the Carlton sibling combo Blues Brothers they are they are the Blues Brothers but I feel like Elijah and Ollie might just steal our hearts a little bit this year which is really exciting it actually gives me a little bit of tingles. I get all excited about it. So I'm hope, hoping that we see more from the two of them as well. And like I like I'm going to um, echo what Tori said and they're just – the chemistry is great and they played well together. Orazio, razzle-dazzle. 
Mm. I was very impressed. If that guy stays fit, we have gotten like another Blake Acres for a packet of chips thing going on here. Like Rasmus yeah. free. And if he's fit, we are very lucky to have him in our forward line because he literally puts his name to work and he has a bit of razzle-dazzle about him. Um, so he played amazingly. Another key person I want to touch on is Ashton Moyer. He is actually going to be unreal for us, given some experience under his belt. Dad thinks that he reminded him a bit of Jamara, you Hagen, a little bit of the same kind of game style. Yeah. Really I like so that. See that. Now that now that Tony said it and I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Just I, the way he played, like No, but even his energy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He brings that to his game and I'm I'm all for it. And like to come out and kick two goals, obviously one was a bit handed to him, just the way the gameplay worked. It was a very team goal. But it yes. was so nice to see and, like, his other goal on the run, like, unreal stuff. I, like, literally, it's so exciting because I feel like we've heard a lot about Billy Wilson through um, through the preseason. Yeah. But Ash has come up and be like, oh, I'm here too, guys, like, and has shown that. Like, and I hi. love it. Hello. Um, <laughs> a few more I want to just, like, praise just for being chef's kiss as per usual. Blake Acres. Yeah. Blake Acres. Blake Acres. There was another Blake Acres on the line that really Blake. should have been score reviewed, in my opinion. <laughs> Blake Acres. Blake Acres. Blake Acres. Say it. Yeah. This episode's probably just going to be called Blake Acres. Yeah. Blake Acres. <laughs> that man is unbelievable. Everything he does, it's like everything he touches is gold. I don't know. He's just wow. like. <laughs> He's like a right place, right time person, 24-7. So well. Like yeah. so well. Like he just knows where to go. It's insane. Mitch McGovern looks great. Fit. Yeah. Fit. That might be the fittest I've ever seen, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. And that that alone. Going back to our defensive issues without weedering makes it so comfortable. Like yeah. I feel okay. Obviously, yeah. I'd love to have weeders out there, but just with the way McGovern has come back from the preseason, the way he's moving, just his fitness in general, it's good. It's good. I like it. The last one I wanted to talk about was actually – our good friend Boydie. He um there are a few this makes me really really sad to say, but there are a few question marks on whether he is gonna be the one that plays that small defensive role every week with Zach Williams coming back. Um, it's hard. It's so hard. playing that half back role and just mm-hmm. all this stuff happening all this stuff is is like shifting at the moment and we've got so much depth which is something we've never had before so seeing him find the ball all the time and deliver it to his teammates with perfection makes me so happy because he is a player that on a personal level I love so much and I want I want for him to be a part of it like that 
if you want to go back to the real season, that prelim game that he played and the I way he had to say that, yeah. Oh, like I just seeing him come back in similar form, even though it was only a match sim, great signs already. And I hope that he just keeps on putting in the work because you can't turn a blind eye to that kind of skill. He just has, I think, one of the best kicks in the team. Him and Charlie Kerno. Him, Charlie Kerno, Adam Saad, I would trust with any forward 50 entry around the ground, like yep. beautiful kick of the football. Agree. Amazing. Well, Fine. insane. What was that? Sorry. And Cripper. Oh, yeah, around the ground. Cripper yeah. doing Cripper things. <laughs> I was surprised, not really. I didn't even need to say anything about Cripper. He looks like he's moving great. He's leaned up once again and looks very fit and ready to move. It's so nice to see – sorry, oh, my God, sorry. It's so nice to see Cripper without his stupid rib strapping. I was just about to say – I literally was about to say the same thing. He just – maybe that's why he looks so slim. There's not this just, like, giant pad attached to his rib. Bestie, um, Bestie is free. He's but free. free our guy. He's free. Blake Aker's shoulder was looking great. Doc's shoulder yeah. was looking great. Like, beautiful stuff. I'm, I'm all here for it. I think that's really everything player-wise from this game. I think we've kind of summarised even next match, what we're looking for, who they play is obviously determining. I'm hoping we get to see Zach Williams next week um, oh. and a few of those boys that have been managed just to get them out and playing. Um, I know they said a lot of, like, because the injury report came out and I was like, since, like, since when was there a few extra injuries kind of thing? There was a few too many so names. It's so funny, Caleb, on that list. And it's just like, illness. <laughs> well, bro has the flu and he's on the injury list. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's just, yeah, a few too many names that I wasn't expecting on there in a way. I know the Sam Walsh thing kind of came out, but I'm not really stressed about Walshy. Um, nah. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. I think everyone forgets, <clears throat> while we're on the topic of Walshy, may as well talk about it. This man had a knife taken to his back, okay, a knife, and they cut him open, and that's a very serious surgery. Like, it's very invasive, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's not something that that surgery happens, he recovers, and then he's fine. He's going to have to be on manage minutes. He has been on manage minutes the entire time he came back from that surgery just yeah. because it hasn't been said and you guys are only just noticing now that he's not available when you want him to be available does not mean that he is in trouble. His back is always going to be more fragile than everyone else in the team. And wouldn't you rather them put him on manage minutes, save him, make sure that he doesn't do anything to his back prior to the season? Yep. And I also think it's important to note, unless you're hearing it directly from Sam Walsh himself or the club or our doctors, probably best you just don't listen to it because they don't exist, whoever they is. So if you're not hearing it as a direct source from the person itself, you can't sit here and be like, oh, I heard from this person that blah, 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 it's a lot worse than they're making it. No, no, you don't know that unless it's been said to you directly from him or our exactly um, our doctor essentially exactly so 
stay off your Facebook rumor groups. Stay off your Twitter rumor groups. Like, get away from it because people genuinely do not know what they're talking about. Until Sam Walsh comes out and says, my back is fucked, it's fine. Okay? Until the club says it, it's fine. It's fine. It's like... I don't understand why we are listening to just random people or like even journos. Journos are put on there the to earth. make a story. They're there to make a story. They're put on the earth and paid to make stories, regardless of how factually true they are. And a lot of them are just speculation. Or you they know? will always, yep, yeah, it's either speculated or it's an exaggeration of the truth in some way yeah. as a way to get you to read an article or something, which a lot of the time are behind a paywall. I'm really annoyed at the at like the false information that is spread by supporters. Mm. People supposed to be supporters of the club are spreading information that's not 100% the truth. That's frustrating because it just creates hysteria. And if you care about the club, why are you trying to create hysteria within the within the in fan group, like the supporter base, why are you trying to create hysteria between Carlton supporters and yeah. with the community? Why are you doing that if you care about the club? It's just strange. Just wait until the club releases their injury update. And if they're not releasing it as it's happening, like us getting a few, obviously I wasn't, a, we were all weren't aware that there was a few that have popped up um, in the past however many weeks. It's because they don't need to tell you straight away. Obviously, they owe us to tell us when it comes down to it before a game, after a game, different. But if it's something that's not an intense thing that you need to worry about, like you were all told about Jack Silvani doing his ACL because it's something that members need to know. And that's on period. Yeah. So... Coming up to next week, we playing Melbourne. When you're listening to this episode, I actually think it'll be. It'll be literally that night. Yep. So you can listen to this on your way to the Melbourne game. Woo. Um, in saying that, we've asked for some questions and we're going to be doing a little bit of a new thing um, every week where we pick out one or two besties questions. Um, that have so been asked, sent in from you guys. Yeah. So we get a bit of a shout-out and um, we'll read out the questions. So first and foremost, we had a couple asking about our besties jumpers and when we are dropping more. Now, our motivation to stop selling them is obviously it was summer. No one was really buying them. Obviously, costs money to run a shop. So we didn't want to be having it running and not getting anywhere. And obviously, it has been very hot. They are hoodies. They are warm hoodies. Coming into the season, obviously, it's going to start getting cold a month or so in. We will do another drop. The date is undetermined, but it is coming and we will give plenty of notice. So just keep an eye on the socials, basically, because we will usually give like a week in advance heads up about what we're going to do it and then we'll remind you guys close to the day, on the day, and then we'll also remind you a couple days before we shot shop again. And there might be some extra items on the shop this time around, but that's for us to know and for you to find out. And there might be some other colours, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I didn't hear that. I don't, I don't know what's going on. What? Other co- what? Um, another question we had was 
Are your families both diehard baggers? I think we have touched on this before, but yes. I think we touched on it really early on. But yeah, we are we've got a lot of new a lot of new listeners since we then. We do, we do. Um yeah. I'm a household full of Carlton supporters. Jasmina is a household full of Carlton supporters. There's a lot of Carlton supporters going on. Um where those girls that their dads made them follow a team or said get out of the house kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Oh, you you're a Carlton supporter. Oh, you don't wanna be? Okay, um, fend for yourself. I was four years old. Yeah. <laughs> There's you want a roof over your head? Carlton. You mm, you're going to have to be a Carlton supporter. Yeah. So that's Sorry. fine. Happy. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Jim. Um, I've got a bit of a story time. Um, <clears throat> my mum had a crush on. Oh, I love this story. Yeah. My mum had a crush on my dad when she was really young, she was calling on supporter. And then because she had a crush on my dad and she wanted his attention, she became a Carlton supporter and she's been one ever since. It's interesting. But, yeah, always been, always will be Carlton supporters. Um, we're very good at converting others to being Carlton supporters. <laughs> also, shout out to Kirsten. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. Actually, Kirsten and Bella. Bella wasn't a Carlton supporter. She was Essendon. <laughs> oh, at least you're getting them away from, you know. Yeah, she was. Oh, actually, she was Collingwood. Then she was Essendon. Oh, her how cousins. does that work? I think it was I'd... her cousins. They kind of converted her when she was quite young. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um, I wasn't allowed then... to be converted. No, but she wasn't. These, this is the thing, guys. I'm not converting people that were genuinely enjoying the sport. Like I'm converting people that were just like would just say, "Oh yeah, I'm a Collingwood supporter because my mum is." But like they didn't actually go to the games. They didn't watch. Like so now these people started coming to the games with me, and they said to themselves, "What is the point in me coming to all these Carlton games, like if I don't support them?" Not my problem that they come in and they watch Chris Judd in the in the elimination final in 2013. That's not my fault. We're not complaining. More than Mary, my fault Charlie Kerno got drafted and did what he did. That's not my fault. We have a good list with people that it's very easy to fall in love with them. It's easy. They're very charismatic and... Nice to look at and sweet people <laughs> and funny. And they've got all the qualities of a great boyfriend. Collectively, the club has the qualities of, like, your dream man. And if you Yeah, hold- it's a toxic relationship when we're doing bad. But when they're doing good, it's it's, it's the like dream. It's like a charming Cinderella relationship. It's beautiful. Absolutely. If the shoe fits, you know. The shoe fits. The shoe fit for Kirsten and Bella. It fit. That's not my fault that they were the right size. It was forced on my foot, but I grew into it eventually. (laughs) My pinky toe was crammed in there, but it's all right. It's comfortable now. The the shoe stretched as we went along. Like, we're good. I wear them every week. It's fine. Leather shoes. They were leather shoes. They they stretch half a size. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. We've gotten lots out of this week. Obviously, Camilla had a wedding, um, so he was a bit not in the best um, position to be joining us today. 
bit of Caleb Marchbank illness kind of, kind of injury list situation. Sure, sure, yeah. Not calf tightness this week, just a bit of illness. Um, He will be back next week post-Melbourne practice match two. And this is crazy to say, to preview, preview opening round. Oh, my Whoa. God. I'm starting to feel a bit nauseous. I know. you got to go to Brisbane that week. Oh. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. So he'll be back for that. It'll be pretty much business as normal. We'll have lots to talk about from the Melbourne practice match. There'll be lots of tips to be made. Well, not lots because it's only four games of opening round. Magic Lala's will be back in business because mm-hmm. we know they are so important. Um, but that's pretty much all. I think we've covered everything today. That's it. Well done. Well, we will talk to you all later. Yeah. TTYL. <laughs>